FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 155 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your host, Jason and Denise Venable. And we're kind of back to just a regular routine episode. We're going to talk about the month of November. What? And just kind of talk about a couple of comics, and that's about it. That's it? Yeah. Nothing really... I mean, we have some special things we'll pull in. We have some special contributions. But there's nothing really special about the episode in and of itself, besides just... I'm on it. Yeah, our everyday special. Everyday is special when I'm on it. Yes. Our low, low prices. (laughs) We're rolling back, people. Yes, from free to free. <laughs> Can't get any better than that. Free nope. shipping. <laughs> free listening. Free shipping right to your ears. That's right. Yep. And this is November, the month of Thanksgiving. In fact, this episode should come out right after Thanksgiving, give or take. And we just want to take a moment to say that we're very thankful for all of our listeners. We are very thankful. And especially thankful for people that contribute to the show, all our guests. For example, this episode, we have Dan and Matt um, contributing some respective, we'll call them letters for the comics we're talking about today. And so Dan and Matt from the Inner Comics Podcast, some of our good friends. And we're just thankful for everyone that that pays attention to the show that sends stuff in that that comes on the show and or just listens we're thankful for all of you and just thanks yep anything you want to add turkey are you calling me a turkey you're a jive turkey are you saying i'm a butterball turkey no why would i say that i don't know i kind of got a big old belly (laughs) well it's because you're pregnant (laughs) to be clear No, I, it, I, you know, we're all beautiful in our distinct shapes and sizes. So if you have a big belly, love it. Yes, but I, I will have to warn you, we're probably going to have to adjust the mic soon because I can't get this close to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I can only scoot the chair so far. All right. Well, on that note, I think we should talk about some comics. Let's talk about some comics. We'll wrap up the month of November. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Okay, so first up, we have all new Wolverine number two. Number two. <laughs> You're going to do that forever. I am. <laughs> all right, well, this is written by Tom Taylor with art by David Lopez and David Navarro, colors by Nathan Fairbairn, letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Woohoo! And Manny Madero's uh, production design. And the cover is by Bingle, again, or Bengal, I'm not sure. Um, but it's a pretty great cover. We have some, like, muted yellow and kind of greenish-grayish tones. Yeah, I haven't decided which version I like better, your floppy or my digital. The digital is brighter. It is, and I don't know if that works to its advantage or not. I don't know. Either way, we have... Uh, The all-new Wolverine, Laura, down in a sewer fighting some paramilitary-type dudes. And um, she's winning, it looks like, though she's got several guns drawn on her. And we're underground under the uh, Alchemex, uh, some sort of facility. I think this is a great cover. In fact, I'm going to retroactively nominate this and number one for possible Wolvies for cover of the year. Really? Yeah. 
I find it interesting that this Alchemix logo is the letter A with an arrow pointing up, and she's in the sewer already. <laughs> it's just telling you where the base is. Yeah. Look up. <laughs> right? So why don't you very quickly recap us from last time? Okay. <laughs> we so were in Paris. We were in Paris, and Laura saved a young man from being... <laughs> Are you going to read the... No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, they were in Paris. Laura saves this young guy from an assassination attempt, and then she discovers that the assassin is no, no, none other than herself. Whoa. Whoa. Or a clone. Or a clone. Yeah. So her new mission is to find and rescue all of these clones. And we also have Angel. Yes. Who in a way, is confirmed that, yes, they are dating, and they yeah. are an item. They are. Faux show. All right, so we start off at Alchemex, two days after Paris, and um, Wolverine is uh, brought into the base. She's in handcuffs, and they're going to run some tests on her. They're looking for scars. Looking for scars. Apparently, all the clones have been scarred. And when they can't find a scar, they see if she can heal. Yes, so they cut her, and she heals really fast. And then we come to my first, I don't think so. She gets out of handcuffs. She snicks them. She does snick them. I was kind of curious about this myself. Yeah. How did she get her wrist up to cut them off? Because they were side by side. Because she was handcuffed in front. Yes. With her wrist very close together. Yes. So when she pops her claws, she couldn't, I don't think she could angle them. I mean, maybe. She may be going that. No, because her wrists were like this. So she, there's no. Maybe she broke her wrist mm. and sliced them out and then just waited for it to heal. Yes, I don't. I, when I got to this part, I went, mm, no, I and don't what, think so. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It was kind of troublesome, but it was a great line. Because she says. Um, Satisfied? Yes, again, I'm sorry for the restraints. What restraints? Snicked, tink. And the the guard, the head head uh, security honcho just kind of scowls at her. He just moves right along. Yeah. If you look at the screen over here. <laughs> so I kind of like the sticking point. So he refers to a video of four experiments. And she re- corrects him and says, four people. And he's like, I'm sorry? <laughs> Your experiments are people. And uh, I really like, all right, so then he says, I wouldn't call him that. I love when she goes, start calling them that if you want my help. <laughs> I really like the way she's um, sticking to like her guns or her claws, I guess, right. in this case. It'll be interesting to kind of go through this book and see ways that she acts like Wolverine and ways that she acts differently. This is very much, if you want, to, if you want me to help, you're going to agree with me. And that's very kind of Wolverine stubbornness. Right. So I enjoyed that. Um, and then we get a doctor. He was hiding in the shadows waiting to see if... Um, she passed the test. Right, to make sure she was really who she said she was. And he's the guy that, that made the clones from her uh, original genetic material. Yeah, I don't know how much I would want to trust someone who is cloning my genetic material. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I want to know why he has my genetic material. <laughs> right. But he is the father of the guy she saved in Paris. And uh, here we have it revealed that, that Wolverine but, received wait. an anonymous note. Can we back up a second? Okay. In the last one, didn't he die? Didn't she send him off in a car, and yet the car still exploded? Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, the drone got him, I thought. Yeah. So when he says he survived, huh. I was like, what? Well, maybe he did. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. I would have preferred him to say, thanks for trying to save my son. Right. Yeah, that makes zero sense. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm, hmm, hmm. Anyway, in the video, the uh, Alchemax facility blows up, and they're blaming the experiments slash people slash clones. And uh, the bald guy with the goatee, the head scientist, says, you know what? Everyone died. And so the security guard explains he was mad. And then we meet our our lovely clones. We have four. We have X23 underscore three pair. X23 underscore two Zell. X23 underscore four Gab. And X23 underscore one Bell. Which, those are abbreviations for their names. And they're all scarred, but the, the clones didn't really come out right. They didn't, I guess they had no claws, no healing factor, right? Yeah, so they're just... They just look kind of like her. They're like identical so, twins. Yeah, so the blonde chick just dyed her hair. Or like, why is her hair... Is she like the she, albino version? She may be the albino version. Okay. That would be my guess. Yeah. Anyway, they talk more about like how these... They train them to be like... Not escorts. That's really bad. Um, like uh, to protect diplomats and stuff. Like to be bodyguards. To be right. To be in the service, good service of people. But they were twisted. He said, and they rejected their their masters and, and blew up the base. So they're, they're terrorists, basically. Yeah. According to Alchemax, and of course Wolverine is already like, um, wait a second. Now, so and maybe it's just me, and maybe I just haven't noticed things in the past but it seems like they're really playing up how short she is in this book like even in the first one when she'd stand next to people she seemed a lot shorter than i guess i was used to her being that makes more sense though and it kind of goes back to what i was saying with issue one and i really appreciate they making her physically resemble logan more right so and i think being a little bit shorter fits with that well and she has a girl i mean right not that all girls are short, but me being only five foot two, <laughs> it's kind of nice to have a short female hero. Oh, I dig it. So the security guard says, well, I would really prefer to clean this up myself, but I guess we need your help. And the scientist is like, they're out, as long as they're out there, they're dangerous. And uh, Wolverine's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll find them and I will not let them kill anybody else. And then she And they kind of like, their assumption would, was that she was going to hunt them down and take them out. But she kind of goes to links to say, I'm going to help you, but not the way you think I'm going to. Right. Like he's like, so you're going to take care of it? She's like, I will not let them kill anybody. <laughs> so. Not going to turn them in, but I'm uh, going to make sure they don't hurt anybody. Right. And so obviously the security guard uh, sick some people to, to tell, tell her. But we get a classic Wolverine <laughs> where she sniffs, detects them, and she ducks in the alley. And the two men in black run back there, and they're like, huh? And then we get a great scene. So she's above their heads. She jumps down, she puts them between the wall, like backs them against the wall with her in the middle. And we get a double snicked, where one guy, she has her fist on one guy and her foot under the chin of another guy. I just thought that was really great. And a good use of the foot claw that'll probably make Dan squirm. I was going to say, <laughs> Dan, don't look. Close your eyes. Right. And she's like, tell Captain Mooney I don't like... I'm sorry. I, I decided I was going to do the old school Wolverine voice for, for Laura. No, no. 
tell Captain Mooney I don't like being followed. Now. Run away. <laughs> and they knew. Run, Forrest, run. Yeah. And then we see Angel sneakers. And he's like, damn. You're, you're really scary sometimes. <laughs> She's just like, let's go. Well, we get more uh, we get more uh, boyfriend and girlfriend bantor between them. Uh, bantor. Because he goes, all right, I'll be Angel, you be you be Wolverine. Okay. You really can be quite scary. Let's go. Are you scared of me? I don't think there's any right way to answer that. I sense the whole question could be a trap. Good instincts. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he airlifts her to her apartment. <laughs> they get some more kind of going back and forth. And she kind of freezes on the fire escape. Here's another way where she kind of acts like Wolverine. Instead of explaining anything, she's just like, um, all right, I'll see you later. Yeah, catch up with you tomorrow. I think he was kind of expecting to maybe go in, maybe make out a little bit, have some have some dinner. Or yeah, Chinese takeout. Yeah, because he looks very taken aback. He's like, uh, okay. And he kind of flies off frowning. Yeah. Like a jilted, a jilted lover. And Wolverine, the, she knew that someone was in the apartment. She and didn't hear see, their heartbeat. We see her mini-me. <laughs> so, is this mask... So, I was thinking about this. I think this is her mask, not the one from the dead one. Right. But I swear we've seen this mask before. We saw it last issue. Are you talking about before that? Yeah. I mean, it looks similar to, like, a Remember, lady death strike or... No, I was actually thinking... Remember, it was a Wolverine, and there were the three, what were they? They were, like, creepy looking, and they were the three faces of death, or the three, do you remember? Oh, from the uh, Savage Wolverine, the Joe Mad arc. Yeah. Hmm, okay. And there was one, it was like a China doll, and she had, like, the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that's probably a coincidence, but maybe it ties together. I mean, kind of cool if it did. That was a good story. Yeah. So, I don't know. And she asked uh, Wolverine, did you kill my sister? And she's like, nope. <laughs> she doesn't say no. She just says, "There's." A, she kind of avoids it at first. Yeah, she's, she's very good at kind of answering questions without answering them. <laughs> so, I, I love the way that she talks about Wolverine's healing factor based on the fact that she has, like, just really junky food. And possibly even moldy food because right. she can't get sick. You can eat whatever you want. You got. You can heal yourself. <laughs> and she basically says that uh, Alchemax is going to kill them. So she wants uh, Wolverine's help. And this girl is even shorter. Yeah, I think there are different stages of development because she's shorter than her counterparts as well. Yeah, she is. And looks maybe younger. Possibly. Yeah. She's got like the, the mixed match leggings and the... Sneakers and a knee brace, yeah. and and the color's not quite right. But I'm pretty sure that's a Waterburger cup. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Only you would find that. I uh, I do love me some Waterburger. Um, if you live somewhere that has no Waterburger, I feel very bad for you. And he probably won't come visit you. It's not. I mean, let's be honest. It's not like the best burger ever. No. But it, but it, no. But it is one of, if not the best, fast food burgers. What would you put above it? In and out? out? Eh, I don't know if I would or not. That's a classic North Texas duel. Ever since In and Out invaded from California. Which which don't get me wrong, I like In and Out a lot too. But I don't know if overall I'd put them over Waterburger or not. I, I will admit 
in and out has horrible french fries i like their fries oh i think they're awful yeah all right but i think the burgers are awesome yeah well this is not the podcast that goes fast food burgers this is the podcast that goes nick so we'll get back to our little comic here yes um and we do notice that she has scars on her face, by the way. Probably should have pointed that out. And Wolverine's like, you sent me the note. And she's like, yeah, you know, we're your clones. We need your help. She says, you know what it's like to be created, to be used. And Wolverine says, I want to help you, but I'm not going to help you kill people. And the clone is like, but they got to pay. I love the um, body language of the clone. Like, I love the way she sniffs the pizza. Like, right. like typical teenager, like... Yeah, I think this is still okay to eat. <laughs> like, How old is this pizza? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Wolverine says, no more innocents need to die. The clone says, I agree. And she's like, well, if you agree, why'd you kill those people at Alchemex? And she's like, did we? And Wolverine says, I saw the video. And the clone asks a good question. A video of what exactly? Yeah, what exactly did you see? Did, did you see us actually set the explosions? Actually blow anything up? Or... You think maybe it was like manipulated or something. Now, what comes next I find intriguing. Yeah, so Wolverine smells a little fire and there's something burning on her bed. She runs in to check it out. She runs out and the clone is gone. I want to know how the clone set the fire. Like, how did the clone know that she needed an escape? Right. She must have had some kind of remote or something that that started. Because obviously... It didn't start until right there because Wolverine would have smelled it when she first came in. Right. So something, she somehow remotely set the fire. I don't know how. They definitely don't explain it. I don't know if they really need to or not. Mm. They do need to explain how the son survived being uh, crashed by a drone. Yeah. That one that I didn't even notice until you pointed it out is uh, kind of a big oops. Oopsies. Yeah. And then we get a cool close-up of Wolverine's eyes. I didn't realize she had green eyes. Yeah, just like her dad. I thought Wolverine had oh, blue so, eyes. Oh, I think it goes back and forth, actually. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever color marker the artist feels like coloring in. Yeah. So I did notice when they first got there that, that Laura talked about this being her dad's apartment. Do you think this is one of Logan's yeah. apartments? Yeah. Right, that's kind of what I got, too. And it has that Wolverine... <laughs> Simplicity. Yeah. I do like that it has over the sofa the painting of the dogs playing poker. Yeah. <laughs> thought that was funny. Um, so anyway, the, the little clone runs back to the sewer deep underground. And her name is Gabby. The other clones are mad that she's snuck around. It's not safe. And so we find out that the blonde clone or the albino clone is baloney. No, I guess Bellona. It's <laughs> like, what? Bellona, maybe? I don't know. I, I wouldn't that. pronounce it Bellona, yeah. not Bologna. <laughs> okay. And there's also Zelda and the, the little one's Gabby. What's the... F- they say what the fourth one is? I don't think Oh, so. the fourth one died last issue. Right. Never mind. Yeah, so the fourth one's dead. They may have said her name here at some point. I don't I know. I don't think they did. Anyway, she would be... Three par. Yeah, three par. Um, so there, and they say, you know, you know what? We already lost a sister. We can't lose anymore. She's like, well, I know how to, I know how to like cover my tracks. You know, we get a voice off panel. That's true. She does. I'm really good at this. And I had a hard time following her. And it's Wolverine. She followed Gabby down to the little sewer base and she puts her hands up. They, uh, all the clones draw some guns 
And she's like, it's okay. And she's all smiles. But um, Zelda shoots her. Or no, I'm uh, sorry. Bologna. Bologna shoots her <laughs> right through the sternum and uh, shoots her three more times. And then we have like a little red like coming too. And I uh, like, she's awake. And uh, Gabby's kind of um, opposed to uh, the interrogation methods. But Wolverine's just like, hey, let's chat. You know, we couldn't have just talked before you shot me. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're on a mission of vengeance. But before they can argue anymore, Wolverine shushes them and says, um, you need to let me loose because you're going to need my help. In about 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> yeah. So they do. They cut her loose. They put on their interesting, they all have different masks. I thought that was interesting. Well, and that. So I guess that I was wrong then. So in the apartment, that was the, the other clone's mask. Yeah. I thought they all had the same mask, and that was just hers. So somehow she retrieved that mask from Paris as well. Yes. Anyway, it turns out it's the Alchemex security force. Um, they thank Wolverine, and uh, Baloney gets really mad. And Wolverine, Wolverine gets really mad. Yeah, she does. And she's like, I didn't know. No. And uh, we get a very interesting order uh, from Mooney. He says, um, shoot the experiments. We need our property back. Wolverine's like, no, I was just talking to him. And they open fire, and um, Wolverine gets pretty pissed. And so Wolverine and the clones attack the guards and pretty much take care of them. Wolverine does stop Baloney from killing killing one of them. I like kind of the diagonal panel work here. Yeah. The it, fight across the two pages. It helps add a level of chaos that I think yeah. the fight needed. Right. And Wolverine's like, no one's going to die. And uh, she looks around, and everybody's... Down for the count, except for her and the clones. And a baloney pulls a gun on Mooney. She's about to pull the trigger. And Wolverine's like, don't. And she's like, but he deserves it. And she's like, no, I can help you, but not if you keep killing. She takes off her cowl. Like, look, we're the same. I think it's kind of like an identify. Right. We're the same. Look at me. Trust me. No one else needs to die. But then we get three or two headshots and I guess a back shot. And Wolverine's like, no, as the three clones are shot down in cold blood. And it's the Taskmaster. Who's he? He's an old Captain America Avengers type villain. Oh. So I'm going to assume he's, he's also kind of a mercenary and he trains uh, bad guys to fight. So I'm going to assume that Alchemax hired him to clean up the mess. Okay. And I like how he turns it around. He goes, you're right. No one else needs to die. And we know that uh, Wolverine's going to throw down with him next issue. Can't wait to see that. Now, Taskmaster also has the ability to emulate anyone else's fighting style. Oh. So that'll be, that's kind of his, like, power or gift or whatever. Right. So that'll be an interesting fight next issue. I'm looking forward to that. But let's talk about this issue. Before we give our thoughts, um, Dan was kind enough to send in some words. Okay. Um, so here's what he had to say. <clears throat> From the mouth of Dan. I guess his fingers, his magic fingers. How do you know he didn't read it while Dictate he was it? typing okay. it? Okay, maybe Siri wrote all this down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dan says, again, this was an issue that had a great pace to it. We learned a lot about the lore of clones, which was a little run of the mill. The whole evil corporation slash not evil experiments is a little played out, but the clones have enough personality to maybe be interesting later. The best moments in the issue are the character beats between Laura and Warren. Also, Laura being awesome helps to cement her as a new Wolverine. I agree. The cliffhanger was fun, 
and it will be nice to see Laura fight a classic Marvel villain. Art-wise, it was dynamic, but there was a lot of heavy inking. It felt detailed in places, but it seemed like the art team is going for a streamlined look. It works in places, but can also be distracting. And I bloody love the cover, too. Claw rating, 5 out of 6 claws. So I agree with Dan. What do you think about the art overall, this issue? Art overall, I thought was great. Uh, my issues with this issue. <laughs> my issues with my issue. Um, was the storyline a little bit. Okay. I, right. Before we even get to that, real okay. fast, I, w- I do want to talk about the art. I did like it. I did not like it as much as the first issue. Really? And I agree with Dan. I feel like it was a little heavier inked than the first issue. And that kind of... Do you think it was over inked? I think parts of it were. Um, I think some of the expressions, like with her scowling and, and the lips and stuff, made it... I don't know. I don't want to say... I don't think the art's ugly, but I think some of the inking made it kind of ugly in places. I will say, because is this the same artist who did the first one? The same team, yeah. Okay. I, but it just it looked different a little bit to I me. I feel like they're trying to give her uh, Angelina Jolie lips. <laughs> a little bit. And I don't know if I really like me. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure I like that. But um, I mean, it's one thing to give her an overly pouty bottom lip, but to make that top lip as poignant as it is it's right. very distracting and if that's the look they want to go for like that's fine i don't mind i don't need for her to be like ooh, look how sexy she is and look how beautiful she is like she right. can look like wolverine that's fine yeah but if they're making him overly pouty to pull off that angelina jolie sexiness then i wish they'd just pull back yeah yeah i don't know so i i did i don't i don't want to be negative because i did really like the art overall I just didn't like it quite as much as the first issue. Yeah, I like the art. I will say the the pouty upper lip is starting to bug me. <laughs> right. So, uh, what didn't she like about the story? I thought you had a big butt coming in there. Yeah. So. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Okay. All right. So, what were you gonna say? I don't know. The whole thing seemed overly fishy. It'd be one thing if they were like, "Hey, you know, we." I don't know. I would have. I think I would have enjoyed it more if they were like, "Yeah." So when we took over, they already had these clones. We were trying to train. You know, we figured we can't do anything with them. So let's, you know, train them for what they can be used for. And then they kind of broke out. We didn't realize they were mental. Instead, they're like, "Yeah, we tried to clone you." What? Like I'd be kicking ass and taking names right there, and looking to see if they've cloned anybody else. I don't know, the whole thing was just set up really weird, and then this guy shows up and looks like he's taken out all the clones. Well, he's supposed to be, yeah, or trying to. Yeah, and anyway, I I don't know, I just, I was kind of disappointed in it appears as if the clones are dead. I, yeah, I don't know if they will be or not. I guess we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, I agree with... Dan, and I think some of what you're kind of getting at, too. It is a little bit tropey with the, the big corporation who is supposedly benevolent, but they're obviously not. And we have the misunderstood experiments. Like, we've seen that a hundred times. Right. I also agree with Dan, though, that it's the characters in this issue that make the story work and not the other way around. So because we have Laura, who's, who's being a great Wolverine, and then we have Angel, we have their kind of pitter-patter and because the clones are interesting enough and kind of have some personality, like Dan said, 
in his comments that kind of makes kind of a kind of normal passe espionage corporation whatever storyline and it adds some different depth to it so i appreciated that all right well so dan uh like we said gave it five out of six claws what are you going to give all new wolverine number two i'm only going to give it four out of six okay yeah the story to me seemed weak i had a really hard time keeping my interest in it okay fair enough um i thought it was good enough with the personalities and I like the art enough, and I did like the pacing. I'm going to stay, and I'm, I, I, honestly, I'm, just, I'm still excited about kind of Laura being Wolverine and kind of seeing where that's going to go. So maybe I'm being a little lenient, but I'm also going to give it five out of six claws. Okay. So anyway, we will we'll see what happens next time with uh, Wolverine versus Taskmaster, and uh, that, should be, that should be good. Should be some good uh, fight scenes and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Dan. Uh, by the way, follow Dan at um at Gizmo one five eleven eight three on Twitter. He's always fun to see what he's got going on on Twitter. So I would definitely recommend you uh, hitting him up and uh, giving him a good follow. So next up, we're gonna move to Extraordinary X Men, and um yeah. Okay. Next up, we have the return of a segment. X marks the spot. X marks the spot? Yeah, we haven't. There be buried treasure there? <laughs> Arg, matey. <laughs> there be buried mutants under the beach. Ew. <laughs> Gross. They can just stay there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Secret Wars is quote unquote over. Um, more on that, I'm sure, later. Um, but for now, we're kind of back, to, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, back to a regular episode. And so we're going to do an X-Men book this time. Now, wait, how, how did the TV shows do it? Now, bringing you back to your regularly scheduled broadcast. Yes, this is our regular, regularly scheduled program. And we're going to talk about Extraordinary X-Men number two. Now, <laughs> yeah. Now, Matt Wilmot uh, emailed me some thoughts, and uh, we will talk about them here in a little bit. Who emailed you thoughts? Matt. Oh, you said his name so quickly that I... Oh, sorry. Matthew Wilmot sent me an email. All right, jackass. (laughs) I'm Emo Phillips. I'm sorry, folks. It's all my fault. (laughs) Well, call me Mr. Butterfingers. Okay, so he sent you some questions, comments, <laughs> feedback, what? Yes, and we'll get to that, you know, as we kind of go through the issue. Um, number two. Number two. Is written by Jeff Lemire, with pencils by Humberto Ramos, inks by Victor Olazaba, colors by Edgar, <coughs> no, Edgar. Ed, 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 Edgar is not right. Edgar is right. Delgado. And VCs Joe Caramagna did the letters. The cover is by Ramos and Delgado. And on the cover, we have... An overly busty. I don't think she's all that busty. Mm, she's easily got some D-cups going on. I don't know about that. But anyway, uh, we have a young Jean in her new costume up against the wall. 
and spray painted on the multicolored wall is no more mutants. And so this cover is of uh, an homage to Uncanny X-Men number 168, which was a classic Paul Smith cover of Young Kitty um, kind of backed against the wall. Um, it's not quite as good as the, the cover it's paying homage to, but I think it's a pretty good cover. Uh, Jean looks kind of pissed off and gritty. She's kind of biting her lip maybe a little bit. And you can just tell that, like, whatever's going on, they may think they have Jean cornered, but she's going to dish out as good as she takes. Mm-hmm. You can tell from the body language. I think it's a pretty good cover. I'm not crazy about the background, but I think Jean looks pretty cool. The background was the best part. It doesn't, I can't tell what it is. It doesn't really look like a wall. It looks like just a, like she's in front of a canvas. Uh, it looks like a concrete. Well, the iPad has more detail. So, like, you can see that it looks like a canvas, or not a canvas, a concrete facade. Okay. But I don't like the cover. I'm sorry. <laughs> Partially because it has Jean on the front. <laughs> right. And the other part Even is, after Secret Wars, her anti-Jean bias will not no. go away. Nope. <laughs> I also don't like how she's drawn, and I really don't like how her fingers are green. Oh, I'm you not know, digging like her costume. costume oh, you yeah. know? I kind of like it. I think it's a nice update on kind of her classic costume. No, don't right. like it. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's what I think of it. So we start off in Amsterdam. Colossus and Magic are going to collect Nightcrawler, but alas, all they find is his tail. Ew. <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to Canada, where um, Old Man Logan is Canadia? talking to Storm and Turtleneck Iceman, and um, their pet Sentinel, and he basically gives them the spiel. He has memories about all the horrible things that happened in his timeline, and he's like, nope, not interested. And for all intents and purposes, he walks off. Yes. Then we go to Brooklyn. Um, no sweep till you get there. And young Jean is in college. How old are these kids again? I thought they came back when they were like 16, 17. But she's at an Empire State University. Yes, but okay, she came back when she's 16 or 17 in Secret Wars. That's roughly how long of a time? Eight months. Point? So maybe she's 18 now, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she's she out on a date. She could got in at 17, give or take. I hope this is an older boy, because he's taking shots. So if they're trying to say she's 21, then I'm not buying it. But um, Well, she does have a drink with a lime wedge in it. That can be water. I do drink lime with my water. <laughs> yeah, now it's probably a margarita, so I don't know how old they're trying to say she is. Well, or maybe this is one of those college town bars where they don't yeah. card anybody, and they, they serve minors. I don't know. Um, anyway, she's on a date. She's making out. And they're leaving, but she telepathically picks up on some danger, danger, danger. Will Robinson. Yeah. And there's a uh, mutant, air quotes, being mugged. And the, the guys are like, don't let him touch you. You might have the impox. And Jean intervenes. He shows her power. Her boyfriend gets freaked out. really like the panel of her kind of using her powers. It's pretty cool. Then we get a weird panel. And so her boyfriend freaks out and is like, Oh, I can't believe I kissed you. Ew. <laughs> so he runs off. So he's a bigot. And uh, Jean makes this really contorted face that I don't really like. No, it's ugly and awful. Yeah. She turns into an old witch for a second. And so then the mutant she, sh- <laughs> the mutant she saves 
Turns out it's not really a mutant. It's a new human. I'm sorry, an inhuman. And um, he's like, don't touch me. And he runs off. <laughs> so Jean's getting it from all sides. Now, what does she pick up? That's that mini Cerebro that Storm left her. So she's contemplating like, oh, maybe I should go back to the X-Men. Oh. Then we go back to X-Haven. And uh, we find out that Forge is there. And a uh, magic sends the tail back. Tells Iceman to put it on ice. I guess yes. they're planning on reattaching it when they find Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we have a running joke that Colossus is too big to fit anywhere. I kind of like that because, you know, Ramos drew is drawing like a hulking Colossus. Right. He's not just big and buff. He's like huge. Yes. And I like the way that Lemire is kind of playing with that interpretation. And like, oh, well, this door is very narrow or there's no way I can squeeze in that manhole. Like, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. And plus, as Matt will allude to later, I think it strengthens the relationship between the brother and sister and just feels like kind of natural banner. I'm sorry, bantor. And that's kind of a thing that they'll do. So I appreciated that. Uh, they go in the sewer and there's a big green dragon and they fight some uh, some sewer people. Gross. Are these inhuman sewer people? Well, we're going to we're gonna be... find out who they work for in a minute. So I'm going to say they're probably mutants. Okay. Since the whole I'm an inhuman and not mutant thing has already been brought up. Right. Magic and Colossus take care of business. Taking care of business every day in the sewer. Wow, we need to work on that song. <laughs> I think it's perfect. It's just as good as the original. Which is not very. Anyway, then we do. We find out who the big bad for this first story is going to be. The guy that's been experimenting on mutants. And he's mad that he's running out of subjects. Of course, it is Mr. Sinister. And we get a nice full page spread. Uh, Ramos goes kind of 90s Sinister here with a big curvy shredded cape. I kind of like it. I do too. It's, it's a little break from kind of the fancy Sinister we've had lately. Yeah. Kind of a return to his original uh, design a little bit, but updated. But I think it's I think it's a great looking page. Uh, the art's really cool. The colors are nice. It's just, it's a, it's a good page. Of course, he, he starts fighting the uh, X-Men. But then we find out where X-Haven is. It's, Uh-oh. It's in limbo. One of my least favorite places in the Marvel Universe. Oh. It's right down there with Microverse. Mm, it might actually be below microverse. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and um, so anyway, but so the only good thing about Limbo is that it does kind of give magic. Like she, she's kind of the gatekeeper. Like she has to let people in and out. Right. It, it makes her kind of more important to the team. So I kind of like that because uh, one of the things we talked about last issue was that in Bendis' run, she was kind of just teleport, snarky comment, teleport back. And that was kind of her character. <laughs> yeah, that little bit of like de- detour into, uh, oh, yes, I'm training with Doctor Strange. But mostly she was just kind of a snarky teleporter. So it was good to see her actually like have a lot to do in this book. Right. And so I like that part of it. And, I mean, Ramos draws some pretty wicked looking limbo demons. So that's not bad. And there's a line... <laughs> There's a line that that represents my point of view, where Iceman says, moving the school to limbo was a really bad idea. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, as a reader, yeah, it kind of was. At least for this reader. Um, But anyway, so since magic is being uh, 
beaten by Mr. Sinister. Her control, so I guess she'd made like some kind of magic wall around the school to keep the rest of Limbo out. Right. And so since Sinister is uh, beating her down, um, her control over whatever her barrier in Limbo is dissolving. So now all the demons are going to try to get in and get the mutants. <laughs> so humans, inhumans, and demons are all trying to kill the mutants. Oh, for joy. Everybody's against them. Um, so then we go to uh, a bar in Canada where Old Man Logan has had quite a few drinks. And uh, he gets a telepathic nudge from Gene. But apparently, he relives conversations with Gene pretty often because he thinks this is just kind of normal. Yeah. And just assumes it's part of his imagination. Does he? But he says, I get to talk to your ghost. I always wondered if he was imagining the conversations or if he really felt like like her ghost. No, I don't know. Anyway, I like the bartender's like, you start talking to yourself means it's time to go, old man. And then old man Logan's like, yeah, I'm about sick of this joint anyhow, bub. <laughs> but, uh, so Jean, uh, she sees what happened to old man Logan. We get some nice little flashback. Just pure carnage. Yeah, I tried to sort out the carnage, and I can only find, like, like that's Storm, that's Iceman, that's Beast, Nightcrawler. We have Rogue. Where's uh, Rogue? Right there, right on top of Storm. Oh, I didn't know we who that Magic's was. We have Magic Sword. So I'm assuming the blonde with the wiggly hair is Magic, since her sword is right there? Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's Dazzler. Yeah, at least one person he killed deserved it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who's that? Um, I don't know. Anyway, some dead friends. Dead friends. And um, it turns out it's not the ghost of Jean, it's young Jean. And you remember from issue one, she had sensed kind of an aberration. Another kind of person that didn't belong in this timeline after Secret Wars. Or after whatever Cyclops did. And so she tracked him down. And she recognizes a form of Wolverine. So I think this will be interesting because we have a very old Logan and a very young Gene from different times. But they're both kind of our displaced X-Men. So it'll be interesting to see like how they bond over kind of not being in their right time. Gene better not get an old man crush. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who's who's the girl? An Anna Nicole. She better not pull an Anna Nicole. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mouse boobs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, now that we're kind of at the end of the book, I want to read what Matt sent in. Thank you, Matt, for sending this in. Of course, um, his Twitter is at Geek Without Fear if you want to follow up with him. But he says this about Extraordinary X-Men number two. Two issues in, and we are starting to get a little more... Uh, I'm not going to do a British accent, Matt. Sorry. I will not offend you <laughs> with with uh, my Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. Um, anyway, Matt says, uh, Two issues in, and we are starting to get a little more information as to the state of the mutant population in the Marvel U. We have some more clues as to what happened with Cyclops and the Inhumans. The former X-Men leader is dead. The question is, for how long, as we know... We all know these things don't stick. Gene! <laughs> I'm assuming that's the voice you meant, Matt. In the sequence when time displaced Jean Grey, we see that the humans are falling back into their old ways of mutant hate. Although her new bow only lasted one scene, it was nice to see Jean happy, even if it was just for a short amount of time. 
We can get some insight into Old Man Logan and just what his deal is. Obviously, it's not the whole picture, but it's the important broad strokes, the things that happened to him and have affected him the most. The main focus of the book, however, falls to the Rasputin children. As we said before, it was nice to see them back together again, and I hope the joke of Colossus not being able to fit places sticks because it's a rather cute moment between the siblings. I agree. They are still on the hunt for Nightcrawler, who as of this issue is missing his tail, and as a man, I feel for him. (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. It is during this portion of the book where we get the reveal of the big bad for the Ark. I know a bunch of people knew about this already, but I hadn't seen any of the previews or read any of the interviews, so for me, it was a nice little surprise. Parentheses, although I had figured it out from Jason's brief comments on him last time we spoke. Sorry, Matt. (laughs) I ruined it for you. But anyway, he goes on to conclude, Overall, issue number two is as strong as the first in doing all the right things to build the mystery, which surrounds the series as to just what is going on with these characters. It's doing the important things right, whilst also being an enjoyable read. And I'll save his rating for just a second. So, Denise, what did you think of the art overall? Overall, I love the art. I love the colors. Yeah, yeah, it's a great looking book. The story, are we talking about the story? Yeah, go for it. The story I was eh on. Okay, I really liked it. I thought it was a nice continuation of issue one. Kind of carried the same themes. Like I said, don't really like Limbo, but um, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Remender kind of made me like a little bit of a high evolutionary story. So we'll see if Lemire can do something interesting and different with Limbo and make me interested in it, make me like it a little more. We'll see. Yeah, no, I thought it was still a really good issue. I didn't like it quite as much as number one, but it was pretty close. All right, so Matt gives the issue five out of six claws. What are you going to give Extraordinary X-Men number two? I'm only going to give it four out of six. Okay. Well, I am also going to give it five out of six claws. If you want some more uh, details or some more insight or whatever, I also did a review of this for the Intracomics podcast website. So you can go check that out. I thought it was pretty fun. So, yeah, but that is Extraordinary X-Men number two. And that concludes X Marks the Spot. All right, so that's going to do it for November 2015. We had All-New Wolverine and Extraordinary X-Men, the second issue of both. Again, super thanks to uh, Dan and Matt for uh, sending in some letters about the comics. I really appreciated it. Appreciated their thoughts and their grades and just having a little extra input. And you know what? I mean, they definitely, um, I kind of linked to these issues on the show because they both came on and and talked about the respective number ones. But um, anybody can always just tweet or Facebook or email some comments. And I'm glad we talk about them on the show. Yep. um, About what we have kind of coming up. I mean, you should know like the new stuff anyway, you know. I'm going to try to be more diligent about saying what we're talking about next on the flashback episode so people can um, be ahead of the curve on that if they want to. So I don't know what will be next, but it'll be something fun. So uh, please like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Email is SnickCast at Yahoo.com. The website with show notes and stuff is SnickCast.Podbean.com. And uh, anything else you want to throw out there, Denise? Nope, that's it. All right, so until next time, hugs and snakes. Bye. Bye.